It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Everybody, I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. Sarge is off on a secret mission, so this week we are joined by Karma. Hi, Mike. Hi, Al. <laughs> and the <laughs> and the mysterious L. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, my beautiful babies. It's Santa L. <laughs> you can't spell Santa without L. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly right. This is one hundred percent true. <laughs> it's it's a silent L. Yes. <laughs> I'm just imagining Santa with an S L A N. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, this um this week, uh, you would think that the holiday season would cause the amount of headlines in the QAnon world to like slowly decrease, but you would be wrong. Things have gotten even crazier, uh, and we've had more uh, fun and more uh, LARPing from our QAnon friends and family. Uh, before we get into all that, let's play a content warning. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So uh, the first thing on our plate uh, is the continuing saga of the negative 48 crew in Dallas, which is something that karma has been covering incredibly extensively. So I figured we would just like, this would be like uh, karma's ability to just vent and just get this, get this off her chest from her, her existence uh, monitoring these, these people and this just absolute madness. So, 
uh, the first thing I was going to ask you, Karma, is how big was this movement at the start when they all first converged on Daily Plaza? And how big is it now? Like, how many people have left? How many people have joined since then? And all that good stuff. So when they first um, arrived down there, they were basically in the hundreds. Um, turned up on the first week that they were there. Um, I know within the first three or four days, there was a lot of people that left. Um, at the moment, it's really hard to to sort of take a guess, but it's definitely down in numbers. I would say it's under 50, that's for sure. Um, but, but the problem is people come and go. So they are allowed to go home um, for whatever reason, whether it's work or family or whatever, and they come back. So it's hard to keep track of numbers when they're going and coming back. Uh, just before we get we get too deep into into Mike's list of questions, I feel like I should uh, I want to get in here and ask the layman questions since we're going to be getting into it like really nitty and gritty for people who are listening who for some reason might not be completely plugged in. Uh, what exactly is happening at Dealey Plaza? What, what is the elevator pitch? Uh, karma that you would give to somebody to explain the phenomenon that's happening in Dealey Plaza? Um, well, they originally went down there to see JFK come back to life and JFK Jr. <laughs> um, but it's kind of spun off into, and it's still part of every other conspiracy that they're watching a movie, I guess, but these ones are more extras in a movie. So they're playing their own role in a movie. So they, they believe that this, uh, this incredibly specific event, in this case, the, the resurrection of JFK Jr., their Messiah figure for whatever reason, <laughs> and, uh, and they're getting their jollies out of it by being participants in the story, but as sycophants to the soon-to-be-arrived Messiah figure. Yeah. But, and also, I mean, they've got, God, there's, everybody's playing their own role. JFK is playing a hundred different people. So when you see somebody, it is probably JFK Jr. or JFK in a mask. Um, he's apparently played Trump. He's, play, he, he's played everybody in their story. Um, at some point, Trump, they believe that they're, they're literally Trump's soldiers, I guess. They're doing all this for Trump. So, like, so this is. Did they ever explain the actual like connection between JFK, JFK Jr., and Trump, and like why there's basically that like through line between uh, a president from the 1960s who was a liberal and his liberal kid, and Trump, who's like a right wing racist xenophobe. Do they ever try to square that or is it just like just left out for the group to just come to their own conclusions about why everybody's, why they're all one big happy family like that? So that's where that whole Jesus Strand video that they've created comes into play. Um, it basically goes through who's who, who's related to who. So they believe there's some sort of relation going on between JFK and JFK Jr., um, they're related somehow. Um, I've only watched bits and pieces of it. It's really hard to watch. It's really, really hard to watch. <laughs> um, so, um, but they are pushing that at the moment to indoctrinate more people. 
So they so they actually think that Trump and JFK have like a family tie. Like there's like some like sort of bloodline or at least like yeah. relationship through marriage. Yeah, they're all it's all a bloodline thing. So that Jesus strand basically just goes through the whole bloodline of, you know, Trump is related to this one. General Flynn is related to this one, and oh, it's pretty yeah. Oh, th- this is the de- this is the general pattern is Trump's dad yes. thing. Yes, yes. Okay, so, uh, good to know. Good to know. I'm, I'm good to know. I'm on the right road of insanity here. Yeah. Is so it is it, it any surprise to anyone how how much that these even like the deep in the weeds offshoots of uh, QAnon stuff like this Dealey Plaza ordeal, how uh, just entranced they all are by the idea of hereditary power, like power in your strong blood. <laughs> oh yeah, I was about to say, it's like so funny that like this American conspiracy theory is about a king. It, well, they call Trump the king of the world. Oh, of course they do. Oh, how could they so He is the king of the world. Um, and I'm not sure if you know, but uh, currently James Wood is playing Biden. Oh, yeah. That's Ghost Ezra. That's like a big thing Ghost Ezra has been bringing yeah. up a lot. So that's part of their whole story as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Trump is king of the world and, you know, all this is going to lead him to be <laughs> king of the world. And, you know, it's all going to come out. And that's basically what they're waiting for. You know, Trump, JFK, it, they're waiting. The way they say it is. At the end of the movie, you know, the credits will roll and we're going to see who's playing who. Um, so, yeah, we're waiting for the credits to roll, I guess. <laughs> oh, I, I love the fact that uh, these conspiracy theories that have been around for forever had in like the 90s and the 2000s consolidated around the, the idea the idea of this terrifying group called the One World Government that would be created by the new world order. Mm-hmm. And now slash cut to today where literally we have a conspiracy theory that hopes that their hero will become the leader of the one world government, that he will be literally the king of the world <laughs> and all other governments will fall before him. That yeah. That's great. So I also love the idea that all of these people are actors and at some point that's going to be revealed because it lets us do stunt casting. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about who we'd cast in our roles. Like, uh, I, I think Tom Hanks would be a pretty good Joe Biden. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. I feel like he could, he could give a very subtle and muted performance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So uh, who, who's Kamala Harris? Um, uh, the, well, according to Q, since they insisted uh, she's obviously a man, uh, Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Billy D. Williams is Kamala Harris to the QAnon crowd because they are a bunch of r- racist, transphobic assholes. <laughs> I just saw a thing like right before we went on went on to record that the the uh, first lady of France is trying to is going to start suing people for calling her a man. So apparently that's like a, a worldwide phenomenon of just calling first ladies and female politicians men. So that just uh, I was like, wow! Like this is everywhere. This never absolute does. insanity. They, they, right. they do it. I know the, um, they do it um, to the one that's in New Zealand. She's a man as well. Oh yeah, of course. Oh god, yeah. and they they hate the prime minister of New Zealand because like they've yeah. really they locked down so hard and they've kept COVID out of their shores. So like effective lockdowns and stopping COVID and using vaccines and lockdowns to do it. No bueno. So oh my god, oh, of course they're going to call her a man. Well, even that- our 
um, Premier of Victoria. Even his wife's apparently a man. Oh, of course. <laughs> All women are men. I, I, I still just I want I want these people to go to their high school yearbooks and just look through it and see the eighty percent men, the twenty percent women that were in all the classes. I just want them to like live in that world where the demographics are that skewed that in order to create women to be famous, you have to have it has to be a, it has to be trans women. They have to be. It's, quote unquote, it's so weird men. if you try to piece together like what their ideal world would be like because it sounds like it's this incredibly like male dominated homoerotic feudal monarchy under Donald Trump which is like a weird place to want to be like oh man when I think of utopia like I'm I'm tilling potatoes in the field for old Donnie boy it's just me and 20 other dudes shirtless in the farms it's like with our wives, my wife, I'm sure, is a woman, but everybody else's wife, I'm not so sure about. <laughs> just, just, just some every- sort of hor- horrible secret police that just go around doing like t- dreadful gender checks. Yes, just- and uh, a bunch of dudes just being like, "This is the perfect way. Got to keep our bathrooms safe." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking lunatics. Yes, just absolute, absolute monsters and weirdos. Uh, so, um, so, uh, so when you said that hundreds at the start, was it like over 100, 200? Like, how big was it at the start, do you think? Because now that it's down to 50, I just want to get an idea for how much, like, how much they've lost in, in, in the size of the crowd. I'd, I'd definitely say there was over 200. Okay. Um, but I don't know how many of those actually went home. That first yeah. weekend, like straight away, like they were only there for that, you know, weekend and went home. I know yeah. a lot left after the third or fourth day um, yeah. that had, you know, like basically booked and stayed in their own hotels and stuff. They went right. home the third or fourth. But it has, over the last few weeks, the numbers have definitely dropped. So basically, they, they that initial rush was just there, people there who were there for the payoff. And when they didn't get it, they were like, well, negative 48, thanks for the fun weekend in Daily Plaza. But uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're out now. This, this was just our little vacay to see John John come back, walk up from the grassy knoll. But uh, now that that didn't happen, we're done. And like the 50 or so they have left are now no longer actually like here kind of like for JFK and JFK Jr., it's more now we're we're just creating a religion here based around negative 48 being our superhero leader or something. It, yeah, pretty much like that. And the ones that went home, they've kind of been, obviously they've, there's been a lot of division between them all and they've called, you know, they've actually even gone into online chats and had arguments with negative 48 and they've been basically told um, that, you know, um, they're non-believers in God and if and my like they basically have said that um, when all this happens you're gonna have to get down on your knees and beg for forgiveness to negative 48 for being right yeah. oh well, at the, so at this point we we've brought him up a couple of times that we we know how how large the group was at least at the start uh, we sort of know what they're interested in so let, let's talk a little bit more about their enigmatic leader. We've brought him up a couple of times on the podcast here so far. Negative 48. Karma, wh- what's the deal with this guy? Like, wh- what's what's his whole vibe? Um, he's... Uh, look, he, he likes attention. He definitely loves attention. Um, 
I think that's been a big part for him being down there. I mean, he he's definitely not sane by any means whatsoever. But the attention, he's definitely loving the attention to the point where I've heard him say multiple times that when this is all over, he's not going to be able to walk down the street because people are going to mob him because they're going to love him so much and adore him. So he definitely likes the attention um, that he gets from it all. And uh, and like the and the things he's doing to control the group because you've talked about like sleep deprivation before and the gummies. So like because on the one hand he's a cult leader that wants adulation, but on the other hand he's also like controlling. Uh, he's definitely controlling. He like I mean I don't know how many times I've been in a live chat with him, and if someone talks over him or interrupts him, he will just shut down the chat and just leave. <laughs> is it, this is I'm taking my cult ball and going cult home. Oh, yeah, he, talk. He, he will like you know sometimes he'll just sort of give it back to him and say don't speak over me. Um and then other times he'll just not won't even say a word just shut down the chat and leave and then all his lot of like in a circle are all like oh you know he he'll be back he, you know and they don't they sort of all you know, stick up for him and make out. But you know he left for that reason because he's just, oh. he's like, don't talk over me, don't interrupt me, I'm speaking, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, that, it, it must be so brutal having, like, sycophants like that that are just, like, they're just so desperate to placate him. Uh, well, there's nothing like that's going to come up later in the podcast about Donald Trump, I promise you, but... Uh, <laughs> So and then and then finally we can't uh, talk about him without bringing up the 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 gematria which it was like which is kind of what created was was that like a big thing that like got these people into him like yeah. his decoding of yeah his decoding yeah. of the prophecies yeah so that's again in the Jesus strand one and two um, he basically you know there's sections on it where he uses it to actually explain the bloodlines and who's what and. You know, and you cannot have a conversation with him. Like, people have tried to speak to him, even people that obviously left Dallas and weren't happy, tried to actually have a conversation. You cannot have a conversation with this man because he starts throwing in the numbers and starts talking in riddles and rhymes. You cannot have a normal conversation with this man. He's so, so he's just working so hard on that angle of being cryptic and mysterious, and you gotta unravel the puzzle of what he's saying. So, like, I feel like he's he's playing that up a lot. Speaking of which, a uh, quick gematria overview for uh, people who may not know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, gematria is some simple cipher hokum by which you convert uh, letters in words and phrases into numbers, and then in comparing what other words or phrases share that numerical value. You can draw uh, incredibly broad conclusions about the future or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's got it. Yeah. I like it. There, they use two different. You could either do it in the King's English, or you can do it in Hebrew, right? Or yeah, some yeah, other version. There, of Jewish there's Jewish gematria, English gematria, and quote unquote simple gematria, which I think on a few podcasts ago we described simple gematria as like the free to play version, and the other two are like the pay to win versions. Yeah, he's and because. <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, I watched a bit of the Jesus strand before because they had it on or playing it in one of the live chats. Um, and basically he connects a lot of what he says back to the Q drops. Yeah. Um, you know, so obviously it's all 
tied back to that, um, which I was watching a bit of it going, I still don't get how you tie it back to that job. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) with that, you know, just as I said, because he starts throwing around those numbers and it's just like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I can totally see how Gamatria would work out so perfectly for them because the Q drops are numbered. So you just have to come up with a phrase. That phrase has a number value. Then you look through the Q drops. And if the phrase kind of matches that Q drop at all, boom, you've got a connection. You've got a hint. God's talking through Q and me in code and we're good. We're all set. So, so he, Because he's basically saying that, you know, Gamatria is basically God's way of talking to them in code. So, and I watched one of them. Of course it is, because it would really behoove God to be super sneaky about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because Um, you'd need a geometric calculator to actually work out everything God's telling you. Yeah. So uh, who are the QAnon groups that are supporting Negative 48? Because I've heard, like, so many people, like, going after him and and resenting what he's doing and being and just being like, this this doesn't represent what we're all about. This isn't what QAnon's doing. We're not cool with what you're doing here, Negative 48. You're a bad guy. So who's actually sticking up for him? So he, so he has his own little circle of uh, QAnon influencers, so... Which are um, Mike Penny? You've got Charlie Freak. They've got their their own circle of people, but they also um, Ghost Ezra, um, Whiplash. Um, who else is the HS Retoucher? Another one, because you know he oh. does for the JFK. Um, so he's one of their big fans. I'm sure he's loving it at the moment. He's getting the most attention ever he's probably ever had. Um, with all them sharing around everything that he does. Um, but they are constantly, um, you know, posting Ghost Ezra's whiplashes. And, you know, whiplash just throws out the most rubbish you've ever seen in your life. And they seem to, they seem to love him. <laughs> I'm stunned that, like, the hardest LARPer of them all, again, the guy that's James Wooden, James Wood just playing Joe Biden, I'm stunned that they'd love Ghost Ezra. And... Given that Ghost Ezra has been so wholly rejected by the rest of QAnon, I can totally see why he would embrace Negative 48 and its community. Because he's just looking for anyone to be his friend now. Because after he... Go ahead. Well, it was funny because they were really, like, sharing his posts and stuff. And then at one stage, he put up something nasty about Negative 48. And Negative 48 actually brought it up in a live stream but sort of brushed it off because he said he still liked him so and kept sharing it. So I was a bit surprised by that because, you know, he usually doesn't take things very well. He usually fully attacks anyone that attacks him. I guess he just thinks Ghost Ezra is too big to try to, like, mess with, so he's going to be like, yeah, me and Ghost here are cool. He just said something he didn't mean, and he was he was just angry that day. We're still bros. It's that all scamp. Good. Yes, rascal. You like tussles his hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, even Lynn Wood said that you know it was a load of rubbish, and they still share everything he posts as well. So, yeah. So he's a cloud chaser. So like, if, if, even if Ghost or Lynn or anyone who's got like a big like six figure follower account, if they even if they go at him, negative forty eight isn't going to go back at them because they're too big and he doesn't want to offend them, and he knows that his audience is 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 cool with those folks because 
Lynn's like just a hardcore, like just hardcore Christianity QAnon and ghost is all about the LARPy silliness. So of course, again, I, it, I, I'd be remiss not to bring up the fact that ghost is also a Nazi. So just, I just got a spoiler alert ghost equals Nazi. So th- them being fans of him is a terrible look for everyone involved. But so, um, yeah, it's interesting that uh, so Mike Penny. Uh, what I saw, you sent me a link to his thing, and it was just like marketing legacy uh, communications yeah. or something. Yeah. The most like boring thing, <laughs> but they had like sixty five thousand subscribers on YouTube. So obviously, they don't want to like uh, like get, run that guy off. So, what kind of stuff does he post on the internet? He's sort of tight. Mike Penny seems to have his fingers in everything. I don't know. He everywhere you look, Mike Penny's just in everybody's streams or he's running streams with a whole lot of different groups. Um, he originally started, I think, in 2012, where he was just basically grifting off people, um, and then he sort of now he's just he's he manages to get himself into Charlie Freak streams. He gets himself into, I think I said, the Patriot News Network um, yep. is with them. He's got another group that are quite violent, like when they get it, it's just all guys and they get in there and they talk about, you know, guns and, you know, their First Amendment rights and no one's going to Second, second Amendment, yeah. Well, first and, well, they talk about everything first and second. Oh, okay. You know, no one's going to come near me with a vaccine or, you know, I know what I'd do if they do and, yeah, and they're quite a violent bunch. Um, like to sit and listen to. I'm sort of just going, wow, okay. Um, and then somehow negative forty eight got involved with these groups. Or well with Mike Penny. I mean Mike Penny basically said that he brought negative forty eight into the group. Oh, thank God for that. I'm so I'm so glad that they're tr- that, that we actually have people actively trying to spread like the attempt to grow a real life cult out of QAnon. So uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up here is uh, what's the story about them trying to make their homemade hydroxychloroquine? Because of course there have been out COVID outbreaks in their community because of who they are and what they're doing. But what's the story with that, and how how dangerous has that become? Well, it was basically um, mentioned in one of the live chats um, by one of his inner circle. Um, a, a guy sort of was talking about that he had COVID and he's been told he's not allowed to come to work and he didn't want to get tested and all that sort of stuff. And in in amongst that, the conversation sort of got brought up that they were making their own HCQ and that, um, you know, well, he, they didn't say he didn't say they had COVID, but obviously he was just like you know we've been making our own here, um, so you know you can get recipes and you can make it yourself. So um, obviously, I think the biggest concern with that group is if they're making their own homemade stuff and they're <laughs> distributing it around, that you know it it could possibly end up you know someone sick dying. I guess so. That's probably the main concern with that group. Yeah, that's, I do um, love that. I do love that. In order to in order to prove how much they love freedom and their run up to JFK Jr. coming back, they've they've started a drug ring. <laughs> they're just they're literally just making bathtub chemicals and like you know selling or distributing them amongst a group of people. God, it's so messed up. 
<sighs> so uh, speaking of another group of people that have uh, that have absolutely not contracted COVID but are a little under the weather, let's get into the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. <sighs> so, uh, Mike, I heard that a- an old friend that we haven't heard from in a while uh, has recently returned thanks to our, our buddy QAnon, and that friend is Anthrax. Just when you thought it was safe to send a package to someone. Yes. Here comes here comes big big Papa Thrax. It's return of the Thrax. <laughs> so um Clay Clark, who runs a uh, rival like QAnon convention uh event uh against QAnon John, uh the Reawaken America tour. Uh, this is the tour where Michael Flynn uh, got in front of a crowd and said that America should only have one religion. Um, so you know this is a really good, wholesome group of people. Uh, they had a convention in Dallas, of all places. And uh, at this, after this convention was over, um, numerous people in the group, uh, including uh, Javon uh, Pulitzer, who is uh, a big-time Arizona audit guy, uh, have, have have fallen sick, and um, it, these people have decided that the illness they have suffered from is anthrax. It is not COVID. We don't know where you would have possibly have gotten the idea that it was COVID. It's anthrax that we've been infected with. Um, so uh, now uh, there's been talk. Uh, Karma, you had the name of the guy who maybe be getting put on a ventilator. Um. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> he, he, wow, this, way to put Karma on the spot. I know. No, I'm, I'm so sorry. This guy runs the Frog News Network, which is all you need to know about him. Which made me laugh my ass off when I heard that name for a uh, a group. His name's Doug. His name is oh yeah Doug. His name is Doug. I don't know why <laughs> that just hit me so hard. Poor Doug. Uh, Doug Kaysmer, is that it? Was yeah, that Kaysmer, or I don't, I don't know how to say his last name either, but it is along those lines. Kuzmer. Right, right. Poor old Doug. I, and and, he, and his like last post on Telegram was, I think I might have to be intubated, and he hasn't uh, posted since. Yeah, hey man, Anthrax is a bitch. Yes, Anthrax is brutal. Yeah, it's. It, I mean. That's so, they, uh, what what sort of proof do they have? Are they bringing any sort of anthrax related proof to the table? Uh, the, some of the, the one of the big bits of proof they have was a uh, a, a, a video of um, lights that had some sort of like mist or fog going through those lights, which they believe was uh, the nefarious uh, like evil liberals, deep state people uh, hosing down the crowd with anthrax. Uh, Clay Clark, the maker, uh, the, the, the guy who ran the event, uh, declared that this uh, effect was actually smoke machines from a local church, and he is not going to accuse that local church of having doused his, his audience with anthrax. So uh, he, uh, Clay Clark himself, is uh, not exactly uh, totally cool with this whole story about anthrax, an anthrax attack happening at his convention. He's team local church all the way. Yes, he is hashtag team local church. (laughs) But when it was first, when I actually first heard about Doug and there was another one as well, Trina, I think her name was, um, from the network, 
it was actually said in a live chat that they had both contracted COVID at the Clay Park event. And then once it was then posted about a couple of others that could possibly be anthrax, then their story automatically changed to anthrax as well. Yeah, uh, I'm looking now at a, uh, a post from uh, Joel Altman, who is another uh, Arizona audit, uh, votes were rigged, Trump won, promoting asshole. And uh, he says, uh, in an effort to be clear and transparent, I don't know if it was anthrax, comma, some other derivative, comma, or a spike protein. I love that he can't say the word COVID, so he just has to use a thing that you associate with COVID because we all know about spike proteins. And just, I, I love the idea that these people were stabbed with a, a just a rogue spike protein, just got them. Just, ah, I've been hit by a spike protein. Fuck, oh, it hurts. <laughs> Shrapnel from a spike protein. There's a there, there's got to be some sort of joke uh, about my protein spike somewhere in there, but for the life of me, I just don't have it in me to try to. I don't I don't have it in me to try to dig it up. Yeah. <laughs> so these these people definitely do not have COVID, which is a, a, a huge surprise because I doubt any of them are vaccinated. Despite we're from on high from the the king overlord of 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 all heavens himself, Donald Trump who has come straight out and endorsed the booster shot. He's like, yeah, that shit is the bomb. Yes. Yeah. So our boy, Donald Trump, uh, at one of his uh, sparsely attended uh, rallies that he's been doing with Bill O'Reilly, and they're sparsely attended because you actually have to pay to see Bill O and Trump hanging out. And, and every seat has sold out. Just don't look into that. <laughs> Yes, 100% sellouts. Uh, don't trust your lying eyes. Who are you going to believe? The god, your, your orange daddy, the king of the world, or the video of the arena that we're currently in. Um, but yeah, at one point, uh, Bill O'Reilly and Trump were just uh, yucking it up, having a chat, and um, Trump told O'Reilly that he had received uh, his original two shots and that he had received his booster and that the booster is great and everyone should get it and that he uh, he should get credit for all of what's happening because he uh, was the one who fast-tracked Operation Warp Speed and that the vaccine has saved millions of lives worldwide and that people should not be against the vaccine because if you are against the vaccine, you are, quote-unquote, playing into their hands. And... Um, after this all came out, uh, the Biden, uh, I don't know if they're the, the Ill illegitimate President Biden, uh, declared that uh, he uh, supports President Trump uh, talking about the booster and that he's glad that this is one rare area of agreement that uh, the Biden administration and the Trump administration have, that boosters are great. And then because Trump can't, like, the moment you flatter Trump, he is just the happiest clam in the sea. Uh, Trump was just like, hey, it's awesome that Biden complimented me about the booster shops and Operation Warp Speed because all of that shit is great and I love it. And I want to reiterate my love of boosters and Operation Warp Speed. So there you have it, everybody. Boosters, vaccines, Donald Trump. Just mash those things together because I want all the credit in the world for those things. Hashtag Trump vaccine. Except and, it's a fifth dimensional chess psyop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
We have two very uh, distinct uh, camps when it comes to this shit. You have the anti-Trump uh, miserable Republicans who have yearned to get out from under his boot. And you also have the QAnon people that are just a little too militant about the vaccines. And those people are like, fuck this guy. I hate him. Uh, he sold us out. I saw Cernovich made a post about how he never wants Trump in public life again. There's all these people talking about how they want to vote for DeSantis now in the primary because Trump's a cuck. And then you have the other side, the QAnon side, who are explaining that Trump's just pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. He's just doing what he has to do for optics to placate the normies because uh, if he came out against the vaccines now, they would just destroy him and that would be, that would be bad. And, it's this whole ridiculous thing where they always talk about how if we didn't have a vaccine, the lockdowns would have never ended. But Trump tricked the deep state by getting out a vaccine really quickly. Now you shouldn't t- you shouldn't take the vaccine, and Trump always is speaking in codes, much like God does through Gematria. And uh, everyone knows that Trump really hates the vaccine, but he's just saying these things for the sake of making everyone happy. And I actually saw a post today where someone was explaining that Trump being pro-vaccine is, in the end, just going to kill more liberals than it will kill conservatives because, and I quote, the boss knows we're not dummies. So the boss is just sending out the word to take the vaccine, but he, but we know that he doesn't really mean it, and he knows that we won't listen to him. So maybe there were some nervous Nellies that are moderates or whatever. They were on the fence. They hear Trump's okay with it. They get the vaccine. They're dead. We don't care about them. Boom. And only the hardcore MAGA folks who can read between the lines, we're still alive and we're still running America and it's all great. Seems like a like a bold strategy to do your masterstroke in such a way that like it disenfranchises people that were otherwise into you and causes like a weird splintering in your own base <laughs> of all these people that are just like, I used to like Trump, but now he's, now he's cucking off about vaccines, like some sort of cuck. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I guess, but this is for the same people who uh, assumed that COVID was a Chinese bioweapon that they decided to drop on themselves first. Yes. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, good, yeah. good stuff. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess this is one of the rare instances where, uh, like, I mean, I'm not going to speak for the podcast myself, but I will speak for myself myself and say one of the rare instances where I, too, agree with Trump. Go, Booster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Am I right, folks? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just feel like he is in a situation where his lizard brain knows that the vaccine is good and he knows that. He obviously has like seen the charts. Like people have pointed it out to him. Like seventy percent of Americans have gotten the vaccine and all this stuff. So he knows that seventy percent is a big number. And no matter how angry and dumb his base is, his brain just wants that seventy percent to love him. So he's just going to talk about it for forever, no matter how much it makes like that the minority of people who don't want vaccines angry. He like. He's just like 70% bigger than other percent. So they need to give me credit, period. That's it. That's just where he's at. Oh, I didn't know that Trump was a a Southern gentleman. (laughs) 
so uh, in, in your neck of the woods, in the allegedly real nation of Australia, like how are they? How have they been handling the vaccine, Karma? Um, I mean, we've pretty got. I think we're around the ninety something percent um, vaccinated. Um, a lot of us don't have the booster yet. We're still waiting um, for that sort of. It was like you know you've got to wait six months. Um, right. You you guys got the vaccine later than America did. Yeah. So um, thanks to the government and their shitty rollout. Yes. Um, oh, I read I read a lot of stuff about Morrison. People being very unhappy with him about how the vaccines were being distributed. Oh, don't worry. He made sure he got his first though. Um, Why the rest of us were just going well even now like it's very complicated down here no one knows what's what um like you know um i've got an immune disorder and they said four months for us i rang a couple of doctors the other day one said no you can't have it yet and then the other one went oh yeah you can have it and it's just it's really confusing for us all down here like we're like yes no yes are we allowed no yes so um and they just sort of They've backtracked on everything. Like pretty much if you go out, you'll see majority of people aren't wearing masks again. Um, some are, some are. Then they, you know, we all had the vaccine certificates and they were saying, you know, people aren't going to be allowed to go into certain places without it. They backtracked on that about a week ago as well and said that you can now go into majority of places without it. So, yeah, we're kind of all over the place down here. Man, sounds like America South. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're absolutely Yeah, the difference, uh, well, I mean, the difference is she said that they were like 90-something percent vaccinated. Yes, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> actually taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting that to go in, in the good old U.S. of A. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, no. Oh, and you That's... know what, what was funny, though, like the, the younger generation, so when it was allowed for, um, I think it was like 15 um to about 18 or 21 or something they ran out quicker than anyone else to get the vaccination way to go australian youth way to be on the ball yeah they, i think they just wanted their lives back after being in lockdown for so long i think and they were just like yep give it to me give it to me give it to me yeah, yeah. i would actually assume that probably has something to the <laughs> the incredibly stringent lockdown that's been taking place there it probably yeah. has something to do with everyone's warm embrace of the vaccine yeah like, hey if we get the vaccine this shit will be over fine we're doing it and then you still have like the 10 percent of chuckleheads who are just like no boo oh, and, and and they're still out there protesting every weekend like oh, of course they are you know and we're we're not in lockdown anymore we, as I said, you can pretty much go anywhere without showing that you've been vaccinated, except for there's a few certain things, places you have to show. But you can pretty much, I have not been asked for it anywhere that I've been. Um, and as most people aren't wearing a mask. Some are, some aren't. Um, but, yeah, and it's just like our cases haven't dropped. They're, they're around the same. They dropped a little bit and now they're back up again. Um, so... I mean, I said the other day, if they were to try to put us back in lockdown again, I think all hell would break loose. Again. Oh, well, I luckily, I mean, luckily, and this would be entirely because I live in uh, North America, specifically the United States, which is uh, the capital of everything. Uh, it's very cold across the world right now. Across the whole world, it's cold and wintry and snowy in Christmas time. 
Uh, so no one's going to be wanting to go out to gather anyway. <laughs> no, they'll just huddle indoors. and That'll be so much better. There's yeah, no everybody, way. <laughs> everybody will be rosy cheeked by fires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it'll be our turn because we're about, you know, yeah. in summer. At the oh, moment. Well, I, 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 we still don't trust that you're actually a real nation. So no, I know. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> After actually, yeah. And someone actually from Australia saw one of your posts the other day and then went, huh? I've never heard that before. And when I looked it up and went, oh, my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I, have a, I have a question that is not really to cue it on at all, but I, I can't I can't resist because of the time of year. Uh, Karma, what is Christmas marketing like in Australia? Is it like is it like Santa Claus in like beach gear, or do they just say fuck it and just still give you big roly poly Santa Claus wearing twelve layers? Yeah, it's just still the same. <laughs> They're just like fuck it. <laughs> you, you do not get your you do not get a tailored Santa experience in Australia. <laughs> you know, and we've had Christmases here where it's that hot that you know like. Christmas Day could be so hot, and you're you're all just going like melting, basically. I mean, we haven't had one for a while, but yeah, Santa's in his full suit, regardless. Oh, that's gonna be the, that'd be great, the greatest thing in the world. You have a mall Santa who's just like dying of heat stroke. He's just in this giant. He's like, God damn it! Can they just let me like wear like a pol- a red polo shirt or something? Anything? I mean, does it really have to be the full getup? <laughs> Some parent like puts their little kid down on his lap, and they're just like, Santa, you're damp. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. (laughs) He's like, of course I am. I'm in this goddamn suit. We have all these lights around me for the holiday photo. Of course I am. <laughs> of course I'm sweating buckets. <laughs> He's just chugging Gatorade. Just to... <laughs> <sighs> he looks like one of those like PlayStation uh, NBA games where everyone's just like constantly glistening. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, speaking of horrible things that you wish you didn't have to see. Uh, I hear Kyle Rittenhouse has taken something of a victory lap around this this wonderful country of ours. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the what's the deal with famous and renowned murderer Kyle Rittenhouse? So, so uh, uh, Turning Point USA, which is a, yet another one of these right wing grifting conventions, uh, had Kyle Rittenhouse as a featured speaker at one of their rallies, and. Uh, 
his introduction was like nothing short of a conquering hero. Uh, this was basically Stone Cold Steve Austin sauntering to the ring after winning the world title. He had an entrance music. Um, like somebody the- threw beers at him, which he <laughs> shotgunned. <laughs> And then he was arrested for underage drinking, so he's going to get more of a punishment for that. No way, when when the cop showed up to arrest him, he just sprayed him with the hose from the beer truck. Yes! (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like, the, 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 they had, like, lights, uh, you know, those, those, like, banners of, of, like, screens around the bowls of the, of convention centers? Like, in the bowl, they had, like, Kyle Rittenhouse, like, in, like, jaunty, moving letters, and he just like came out to a roaring crowd of people that were cheering for him. And he gave up basically just a speech where he talked about how he might sue all the mean liberal media for calling him a white supremacist and all that stuff and saying that the shootings were racially motivated when they totally weren't. And he was just crowd- protecting that by the key or whatever. Yes, right, exactly. So yeah, he um so he hit all the notes that they wanted to hear about guns good, media bad, and all that stuff. And we now have America's first like legitimate celebrity murderer. I mean, this is a really wild thing. I mean, I mean, George Zimmerman has to be so mad that the Trayvon Martin case was long ago before America had fully embraced absolute madness. And that dude's just been like, I don't know, going to like, he's like, to continue the wrestling analogy, he's like the Virgil at the, at the convention by his, sitting by himself at his empty table while all the hot celebrity murderers like Kyle Rittenhouse have a line out the door and around the block getting autographs and selfies from all his adoring fans. And he's like, oh, I remember when I killed people and got away with it. Why does no one care about me anymore? I mean, it's just... It's... I remember that time that DMX said that he was going to beat the shit out of him when they were trying to put together a celebrity boxing thing. Oh, and yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, DMX could not uh, keep the fact that he was going to break, and I quote, every rule in boxing <laughs> uh, when he was fighting that guy. So yeah. a judge pulled out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's where you gotta play nicey nice up until they ring the bell, and then you just actually shoot for a double leg and just get on top of them and start dropping elbows and just be, and just being like, "This isn't a box. This isn't a charity boxing match, motherfucker." Wham! How you like them apples? So yeah, that uh, and for, so yeah, this is where we are as a country now, where we actually have someone who is famous for having gone to a protest armed and then managed to get into altercations where they used deadly force in quote unquote self-defense and that's caused to be celebrated and to get speaking gigs and yeah, i was about to say and not just like it like i mean not just famous but famous enough where a certain subset of people will pay to see you talk about stuff even though Kyle Rittenhouse is only 18. He can't possibly have anything to say. Like he's, <laughs> he's he's only famous for what had to have been the biggest fuck up of his life that he just happened to skate clean on. And uh, I don't really know what he could say that anyone should want to pay to listen to. That is <laughs> terrifying. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I, 18 year olds are young people who are, for the most part, very incoherent and dumb. And if they have a talent or a trick or something that makes them incredibly famous at that age, 
I still really don't want them to be like um, then segueing from that to some other like field of like commentary. I I don't need to hear from uh, like some basketball player who gets from who goes right from high school to the NBA. Uh, they're probably not going to tell me how to vote or like how to deal with the issues that are challenging and affecting our world. And yeah, but I mean, at least you would hope that those guys would have anecdotes, right? right. Like at the very yeah. least, like if you see some sort of like child actor or whatever, or some like you know up and coming like sports star, they'll probably at least have some funny stories that they're too stupid to not just tell you immediately before they get like a good publicist. Right? So like, oh man, one time I was doing I was doing blow with Hillary Duff and. Uh, that somebody like there won't be somebody going in there waving their arms just being like no it's just that was funny it's a funny joke about that <laughs> and and also if they're like talented at something they probably have like a little bit of a story about like how they honed their craft at that thing how they got good at athletics or singing or acting whereas uh, oh, magic Kyle Rittenhouse's anecdotes <laughs> Whereas Kyle Rittenhouse's anecdote is, yeah, I went to this protest and I had a gun and then shit happened and I shot people and then I ran away and then I got good lawyers and I got away with it. (laughs) He's like, oh man, this one time I had this really good mac and cheese. Oh, it was so good. (laughs) To to like a roaring crowd. Yeah. We also (laughs) love mac and cheese. (laughs) Yeah. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, USA, USA. And then the, the light boards that you were mentioning earlier just seamlessly switch over to a mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. Oh, God. See, so, but the problem is, is real Kyle Rittenhouse is not as entertaining as the Kyle Rittenhouse I'm betraying here. Right, exactly. Yeah, real Kyle Rittenhouse is literally uh, being uh, told by his handlers, here is your speech. Don't go off teleprompter, talk slowly and enunciate, and then smile and wave at the camera for like two minutes after you're done speaking, and then get off the stage and go back into the cocoon we've created for you so that we can milk this cash cow from your celebrity that you've attained via murder. So this would be a this would be a good time for me to ask Karma a question that again isn't directly QAnon related. It's more just being fascinated with uh, her being from the literal other side of the world, and that is like obviously like uh, America's dumb fuck problems make a lot of headlines. So uh, the the general public in Australia would you say that they see Americans as just like total clowns? Like. How do, how does your media portray us? Are we just like the buffoons that happen to have their finger on the world's throat or whatever? Do you know, I can't even answer that. I don't even turn on my TV. So you, so you, so all, all of your all of your media is too hyper focused for you to get a general read on how America is perceived by just, uh, the Australian public. I don't really pay attention to anything Australian, to be honest. I probably know, and how about that? I probably know more about your country and what's going on than what I we, do. We call that being red, white, and blue-pilled. So <laughs> congratulations, honorary American citizen. You've been red, white, and blue-pilled. <laughs> yeah. You know more about our country than your country. I mean, I can't stand any of it, my politicians that are in my country, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'll... I'll you know, I did not vote for a very long time and it's against the law not to vote here. Um, so I basically didn't vote for over 20 years before they actually caught me and told me to vote. 
Um, and the last time I did vote, I draw drew dicks on the ballot. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know what much more I can say about that. I just don't. They they all say the same bullshit, and you know, it's just the same. How, how serious was it when you got pinched for not voting? I'm just picturing a couple of like incredibly well, polite officers. So they they got me when I actually changed address. Um, they've now linked it to registrations, um, car registration. So they got me when I moved. And they basically sent me a letter and said, okay, we know you haven't voted for, you know, this amount of time. If you vote in the next coming election, we'll, like, let it go. Basically all the fines that you would have accumulated over that time. So, yeah, I went and voted but just drew lovely pictures all over the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> just recently, so you haven't been voting yeah you should probably do that all right cool. well <laughs> well it was funny because recently on twitter um someone brought up voting and someone in australia and i, I actually said the same thing i go you know i didn't vote and i i draw some nice pictures on the ballot and next minute our um voting um system here who basically is on twitter they obviously scan things that with the word vote in them. And next minute they came and commented on me. <laughs> and, and they look, they were pretty good. They were joking around, but they were like, you know, you should really tick the boxes rather than draw stuff. The conversation went on all day. It was, it was hysterical, like the stuff that they were saying. They were joking around and stuff, but they were still kept pointing out, you know, and I and I said to them, so if I tick the boxes, can I still draw as well? You know, like I, I was sort of stirring them up as well. But it was just, it was really funny that they, you know, like I said to them, how did you even find this whole thread? And they're like, oh, we scanned the word vote. I'm like this, and I'm like, oh, okay then. <laughs> so yeah, that I, is super. That is super wild that there are people monitor, monitoring the word vote on social media. Yeah, I know. And it, it was a public holiday to here in Australia. And I was like, oh, well, in Victoria for me. And um, I'm like, how, how? why are you even working today? And they're like, oh, we're in Canberra. We don't get that public holiday. And I'm like, oh, sucks for you. Like, I, I was really <laughs> staring at that. So, but it was such a funny conversation to actually, you know, me just mentioning it and they just jumped in going, you should really vote properly. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we said tick the boxes, not dick the boxes. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. But, you know, we're forced to vote here. Otherwise, we get a fine. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, and isn't that funny how we're forced to vote here and if you don't, you get fined, but... These people are all like, you know, I shouldn't be forced to get a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, us Americans have true freedom. We don't have to vote in shit if we don't want to. <laughs> and, and, and if Republicans have their say, we, no one will be allowed to vote in anything ever again. So, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're, working, we're working real hard on going the other way with this thing. So, but yeah. in order to stave that off, ironically, it would be for the best if Republicans did, in fact, just stop voting. Yes, <laughs> like if they, if, they, if they could see it in their heart to finally agree that everything is rigged against them and to just stay home because why waste well, the energy in a losing fight? Yes. Well, speaking of that, I just read a post that just said, since we're on the whole Kyle and the voting thing, that basically says Kyle is a crisis actor and that he's trying to take down Lynn and that Flynn is going to run for president and that's basically being set up by the deep state 
and that if he wins, the whole system will be rigged and he'll be worse than Bush or the Clintons. Uh, Michael Flynn will be a worse president than them? Yep. Okay. I just want to make sure I got I, I heard that name right because uh, Lynn and Flynn sound the same. So I just wanted to make sure I knew I knew who was the bad guy here. Uh, oh, I saw uh, someone claiming that Kyle Rittenhouse was one of the kids that was not Sandy. killed at Sandy Hook. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they... That they go cool. everywhere of that kid. Uh, oh, yeah. One quick thing about Michael Flynn before we get to ye old mailbag. Uh, the 1-6 committee was like, hey, Michael Flynn, uh, we weren't going to need some phone records from you, and we probably want you to testify. And Michael Flynn went on Fox News and was like, I'll, I'll give him all my records. I got nothing to hide. I, I don't give a shit. And then smash cut to yesterday, Michael Flynn filing a lawsuit against the 1-6 committee saying that uh, going after his phone records and all his other stuff uh, violates his First and Fifth Amendment rights and that they're not allowed to do these things. So, yeah, yeah, uh, Oh, yeah, serving him, uh, serving him papers, allowing them to, to take his evidence of crimes violates his Fifth Amendment right of self-incrimination. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, that is an incredible defense. It's just like, yeah, sure, you found the, the murder weapon in my hand, but uh, you're not allowed to take that because <laughs> that's very incriminating evidence. <laughs> I'm, I don't have to testify against myself and by that I mean hand you the knife so you can present it in court as evidence of me having committed this murder so no I will not hand you the knife sir you can't hold on to the knife forever eventually you'll let go of the knife and then we're going to take it oh yeah what if I cut you with it then that's another crime but if I because I'm proving it nerd with that piece of <laughs> knife Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Michael Flynn's uh, very inventive uh, understanding of the Fifth Amendment uh, from everything I've read online uh, is not going to work uh, to the shock of absolutely nobody. I do, but, I do uh, love that, that Kyle Rittenhouse is part of the cabal. Good for him. Yes. Hey, I well, mean, welcome, Do- welcome to the welcome to the cabal, buddy. Yeah, I mean, Donald Trump's now part of the cabal to half of QAnon, or at least I would say about twenty five percent of QAnon. Seventy five percent still loves their orange daddy, and there's nothing he could do to make them mad. Well, then uh, the next time Kyle Rittenhouse does a Stone Cold intro, so people can throw some some cans of uh, Adrenochrome that he could just chug on stage in front of everyone. Now that he's like a cabal plant, yeah, uh, It'd be so good. Anyway, speaking of cabal plants, do we want to go to our wonderful mailbag? That sounds like a plan to me. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A. So uh, we open up this week with uh, the nerdy horror fan asking, Good day, gentlemen. Uh, Karma's here, so how dare you? How dare you? Uh, But... uh, uh, Oh my God! QAnon confirmed, claiming karma's a man. QAnon <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, do you think horror movies are a part of the influence for the mishmash of jumble of nonsense and Q lore? I've seen several horror movies slash TV shows in their narrative. They 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 live v the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Chud, to name a few. Thank you. Uh, media has always been a big part of like the right wing worldview. Um, the Illuminati New World Order stuff. This has always been a big part of like their narrative that Holly if they if Hollywood is, does something uh that they think like conforms to what their view of the world is, they'll say, Oh, that movie was Hollywood telling on itself, and they'll get into that whole thing about how uh the predictive programming is trying to control you so they can get what they want, or that 
they have they, they they love the Matrix thing where they have to give you a choice, even if it's subconscious, for you to accept what's going on. And once you subconsciously accept what they're doing to you, they're allowed to keep doing it. So, yeah, like inviting a vampire in, right? Exactly, uh, and, and and that is one of any number of pop culture references that I think are popular with people of a certain age. And I believe that that age demographic like aligns heavily with a lot of the people in Q's base at the moment. So I think that just general pop media references are incredibly influential and being like co-opted as, as used for a tool in the, the digital soldiers arsenal. But I don't think it necessarily is a horror thing. I think like a lot of it is sci-fi with all the Matrix references and the Terminator references when people are activated. They're just like stalking people. So I think it's just, you know, whatever whatever pop culture touchstone uh, would play with somebody between the ages of like 27 and 45, I think is going to be uh, incredibly lucrative, uh, you know, gold pan in country for... Queuing on people that are interested in maybe dredging up some incels. Right. Like, uh, I mean, in, in the last episode of What We Do Out of Shadows, which is great, you should all subscribe so you can listen to it. Uh, we, in Out of Shadows, they talked about Zoolander being part of the programming. I mean, anything. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas brought up Adrenochrome, which is probably where they mo- most of them got that from. So they'll take it. They'll take it from anywhere, anywhere they can get it. They'll they'll grab it and they'll run with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Karma's uh, nodding of assent to our answers. <laughs> well, yeah, I agreed with it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she was like, "Yeah, you guys both pretty much nailed it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, thank you for the question, uh, nerdy horror fan. Uh, Clear, uh, here's Cleodora, uh, Sylvester Stry, or uh, whose last name I can never get right. You got so close there, bud. I know. Except you weren't close at all because it's Sylvestri. Sylvestri, Sylvestri. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down phonetically for next week. Uh, so, but or I'm just gonna say Cleodora because that's the part I can get right. <laughs> uh, so, Cle- uh, the question is: uh, since Christmas time is upon us and classic animated holiday specials are always such a treat. Can you recommend a streaming service where I can watch the latest Peanuts movie? It's the great JFK Jr. Charlie Brown. Uh, I think that many, many people have made the uh, great pumpkin slash great awakening joke when it comes to QAnon waiting for the big payoff because QAnon is Linus. They are being mocked and derided by all the other kids and they are holding out their faith. And then in the end, they're, just wrong. There, there is no great pumpkin. It's it. They, everyone else is just right. But I don't know if Cleodora did this on purpose. But it's actually uh, it, so we ran into a very particular problem when Sarge and I were recording Bingeworthy this week, and that problem is last week we, we we've been doing Christmas movies or Christmas properties. So last week we were just like. All right, cheese for the next episode. Yo, we're going to do the Rankin Bass specials. We're going to be watching some Rudolph and some uh, like Little Drummer Boy and all that stuff. Just both of us not checking if they were available on streaming, assuming that they were so ubiquitous they would have to be. And we were totally wrong. Like they were incredibly difficult to find on streaming to the point where instead we both just talked about Spider Man because that was what we were both able to watch. 
So, uh, no, I can't recommend any good streaming site for this new Charlie Brown special, uh, the great JFK Jr. return or whatever, because it probably wouldn't be streaming. That would be too convenient for podcasters like me. <laughs> uh, that, has me that has me super frustrating that just like really obvious things have been around for like 50 million years. Somehow the rights to that just haven't been secured by somebody so they can put it on their streaming service. That's like really kind of mind blowing that, that that's something that happens in our modern world. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it was what it was. I, I, I honestly, I would have much rather have talked about Spider Man because Spider Man uh, probably more exciting and less disconcerting than something like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. The movie's <laughs> the movie's pretty messed up at some spots. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I mean, anything old like that is probably going to have some ooh, okay kind of moments going for it. Yeah, I, I'm surprised with like how much darkness there are in a lot of Christmas movies. Like, very few Christmas movies are just like a holly jolly good time. It was something like Frosty the Snowman. Like at one point, the hat comes off the snowman and he dies again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh shit, Frosty's dead." Yeah. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat we found, because once we took it off his head, he died. <sighs> yeah, that would that would be definitely a sign of uh, magical power, because that hat kept him alive, and then after the hat came off, not so much. And what's his face? Uh, Tim Allen admitted at some point uh, that when they were originally making that movie, The Santa Claus... Uh, so in in the movie that we got, Santa Claus falls off the roof and dies. In the original version, Tim Allen was supposed to suspect Santa was a burglar and shoot him, and then he was going to fall off the roof and die. And I guess Disney was just like, "Hey, you can't open this movie by having the main character murder Santa." Oh, that's awesome! Oh God! Yeah, man. Uh, it turns out like Christmas is a uh, is a pretty magical, yeah. uh, joyous time of year. Yeah. There yeah. is an undercurrent of slick darkness to it. <laughs> Karma, do you have any dark Christmas for us? Uh, I'm not a fan of Christmas at all. I'm more I'm more like the Green Chick Christmas. Aha. That they... so, uh, well, the, the, so those are two different things because the Grinch wasn't passively against Christmas. He actively wanted to ruin other people's Christmas. Yeah, yes. I mean, I don't want to ruin anyone else's. I just want the day to just be over and done with. So you're more of a Scrooge. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't think I was always like that. But, you know, I just feel like it's just another day and it's just, it's, I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm not a fan. Can I interest you in being visited by three ghosts this night? <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, people invite me and I'm just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I'll just stay home for the day. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so- I mean, like, I, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty lackadaisical in my celebration of the Christmas season because I, I, you know, I'm a secular chap. And uh, mostly I use it as an opportunity to have like a couple of planned gatherings with friends that I don't see very frequently. Uh, Like, luckily, I am blessed with a very small family. So I have a very small amount of family obligations. So Christmas is kind of rad for me because the only people I spend time with for the most part are the ones that I'm choosing to spend time with. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Snorlax uh, CPAP uh, asks, uh, what, who do you think has the most insane eye bleach on their phone from January 6th, folks? Uh, MTG, Bobert, or Gosar? 
Also, L should catch a congressional subpoena for his bad barbecue stance. Uh, hashtag lock him up. Hashtag Texas barbecue. Uh, well, I'll start off by saying that everything is bigger in Texas, including the amount of disappointment one experiences when tasting Texas barbecue. Boom, got him. Uh, uh, secondly, I mean, it depends on your definition of eye bleach. I feel like, I mean, if you just think it, like, if you're considering it incriminating shit, uh, then I would say, like, it would be a pick If you were saying like incriminating sexy stuff, uh, I would just have to say that, uh, it, the, the guy almost certainly, because guys are just terrible, but, uh, <laughs> of the two women, uh, probably Bobert. She seems like the sort of person who might have a Snapchat account. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. If we're going incriminating, it's probably Bobert. Cause like Bobert was like live tweeting the insurrection as it was happening. She was the one who was saying like, Pelosi has just been taken off the floor. So I mean, like she was the one that seemed to be like actively trying to like coordinate with the attackers to like, let them know where like the, in her mind, what would be the highest value target? She probably didn't know in real time that the crowd was actually chanting "Hang Mike Pence" as they were like breaking down the doors. So, uh, yeah, probably that would be the case there. And um, as for barbecue, I am a, I'm a philistine. I I love all barbecue. I have I will have to actually have a pilgrimage where I I do Kansas City barbecue and I do uh, Texas barbecue and I actually can like compare and contrast and come up with a verdict. Cause, well, uh, if you're going to do that, you also need to hit Memphis and Carolina. Those are the aha. Other. Okay, Those this, are... this this will this will be a very involved road trip. But it would hey, I, I don't I don't make the rules. Those are those are where the barbecue is good. Hey, uh, when we're, when we're podcast millionaires, this this will be part of the we we will do live events that were exclusively designed to allow us to sample excellent barbecue. So. I think that uh, like uh, you know it's hard to it's hard to go too wrong with barbecue. Although the the Northeast does do a pretty good job of doing barbecue, almost wrong enough to not be worth eating at all. <laughs> They're like thick, terrible molasses sauce. No, thank you. Yeah, uh, but uh, but generally, any barbecue is going to be good. But I feel like Texas needs to stop trying to act proud about its barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> They talk a big barbecue game, and they're just like, hey, how was your meal? Wasn't it great? And you just be like, well, there sure was a lot of it. And they're like, boy, howdy, sounds like you loved it. Here's your pill. And then they, and then they take away from that that you think the barbecue is great when it's not. Uh, so, uh, did you, uh, were, you, were you saying something, Karma? Sorry, I heard like a skip on the background. No, I didn't say anything. Okay, cool. Wow, uh, uh, Mike is—he's starting to lose it. He needs a—he needs another another re up of his adrenochrome. Supply. Yes, I, I need a. I need a out, you're running out of cabal juice. Yes, I need another booster of the of the adrenochrome. The, the, these QAnon people think that four boosters of the vaccine is going to make us like quit because it's too inconvenient. They know they have no idea how many shots of adrenochrome I need to get through a day. They have no idea. So I mean, just four boosters in a year—that's nothing. That's a walk in the park. Oh, man.
So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, from Fox News to Cawthorn, it seems like threats against Fauci are ramping up and the Q crazies want blood. What are the odds some crazy trains to harm him and who will bring the false flag, who will call false flag first? Uh, the answer for false flag is whoever is closest to a keyboard when news that there was an attack on Fauci has been made. Like that will be immediate. They will do, because these people are absolutely blameless for all of the violence they are inciting. Just absolutely, completely, it's not their fault that they are calling all of their enemies murderous, psychopathic pedophiles who harm children. They're the ones just putting the pressure cooker on the oven and then just cranking that thing up to the highest level possible. And when stuff goes wrong, they're like, hey, hey, I didn't do any of that. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything. That was a false flag by the deep state. They will, they will never accept blame for anything. I mean, that's their defense on 1-6 for crying out loud. We saw hundreds of people storm the Capitol, and they were like, oh, yeah, that was all Antifa. That was all Soros-paid uh, bad guys. So, no. Like, they are completely incapable of accepting responsibility for anything they do. Uh, the odds of anything happening to Fauci, I don't think they're that good because Fauci has actual security and for the most part, these people are cowards. I mean, like, if they're going to do something, it's going to be, like, uh, it's going to be someone who just loses their mind and attacks, like, a place where they can just inflict damage without uh, threat of immediately retaliation. They're not going to attack someone who actually has security around them because that's just not how they operate. They don't have the nerve to do something like that, I don't think. I mean, I, I, mean, I, th- I feel like the... The the odds are certainly above zero, which is unfortunate because they should yeah. be zero. Like yes. I feel like under normal world circumstances, with people being even slightly reasonable, nobody would ever try to do anything to Dr. Fauci because why would you? But right. uh, we live in hell world, and in hell world, uh, anything is possible, and especially yeah. violence against uh, random people. Yeah, yeah, like that. Uh, that I had that tweet yesterday about that guy that was like basically like all about unlocking your third eye and all that stuff. And like the next thing you know, he's like ranting and raving about Fauci being a murderous psychopath. That guy, like for ten minutes, would not shut up about. He was like, Fauci said, "I am the science." Can you believe someone saying that? There's no scientist who would ever say that. Science is about questioning things. You can't have all the answers. Can you believe this guy? I mean, he was literally trying to rile up this entire poker table into being angry at Fauci and on the science, and it was, and it, it was so wild. I'm just. I, I, was, I, I really hope that somebody really crushed that guy in a giant pot and it was just like, I am the science. Like, <laughs> raking it towards him. Yeah, actually, what well, sadly, that guy just like literally folded for the entire half hour that I was dealing and was whining that we didn't have bigger action for him. And then uh, one person, we started a new table and one guy from our table got up and walked over to that other table. And then that guy got angry about that guy getting up and walking away. He's like, that guy probably got up and walked away because of what I was saying. But I wasn't saying anything political. I'm not political, bro. And he's like, no, you just called, like, the head, like, like health advisor to the president a, a psychopathic murderer. Yeah, you're, you're totally apolitical, dude. Like, everyone wants to listen to what you're saying. And also, you don't know why that guy got up and left. He might have got up and left because this table sucks. And the last four pots were, like, under $30 each. And you might want some action. I mean, like, <laughs> it, was, it was just, oh, God, it was hilarious. Oh, it sounds like a real hoot. <laughs> 
Oh, you're just, just listening to people like that. It's it, it it just it's just it's like yep. If I ever like ever think to myself that the world like sees things the way I do, all I have to do go, is all I have to do is go to work and I get like a nice like cold a splash of cold water on my face. That I'm I'm in the white man's club, and the white man club is where white men get to talk to each other openly about all kinds of horrible weird shit. And it's just, it's like, oh, wow, yep, this is our world. This is our world, and it's, and this is what really happens when uh, white dudes think they can speak freely to other white dudes, because we're all just bros, right? Hey, hey! You should infiltrate this secret white bro club uh, to make ever more money. Surely, <laughs> surely with so many white men being around, there has to be some money to be made. Oh, yeah, there definitely is. There absolutely is. Uh, so yeah, uh, just, uh, I would, I, I hope nothing happens to Fauci, but if it does rest assured QAnon will never in a million years accept any blame for it. So thank you for that question. Uh, the nerdy horror fan is trying to sneak a second question in here. So this is your one and only chance you can do this. Oh, nerdy horror fan. You don't get, you don't get doubles anytime after this. I'm revoking your doubles privilege, but he said, ran out of room on the last tweet. Just, uh, but just wanted to ask if you've heard about any of the Q influenced horror movies that are being released, AKA the pizza gate massacre and, uh, the scary of 31st. I, 61st. I have not heard about the scary of 61st. I have seen the trailers for the Pizzagate Massacre, and that seems like super bizarre and meta. And uh, it's one of those things where, like, I know how normies would react to the Pizzagate Massacre movie, but my brain is one of those things where I'm like, is this a good thing? Hmm. Question mark. That's well, that's a, that, that's why we will leave our viewing of that uh, safely locked behind uh, Patreon subscriber goals. Yes, and uh, that means that you know if it ever comes to having to watch those things, we will at least be in theory getting paid to do it. So yes. that that yeah. that'll make us feel a lot better. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, P- Pancake Peasant asks, is it ethical to lust after Hellworld L's voice in the same way that he lusts for Janet O's, asking on behalf of many in the Pancake community? It's not not ethical. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to yuck your yum. So, you know, you do, as, as, long, as long as everybody involved is safe and... Uh, you know, consenting, you can lust after whatever. I guess I'm the one who has to give you consent. So yes, I will give you consent to uh be into my voice. Boom, there you go. Consent granted. I hope that I hope that makes it better and not worse for them. I hope the pancake community was just like, yeah, I wanted it to kind of be like this weird, awkward thing where L wasn't into it. We were kind of like trying to drag him into accepting his his sexy voice, his sexiness, like. The problem is, like, I've lived my whole life. So uh, I, somebody actually, uh, I, I said this to somebody that I was uh, talking to via text at one point. Um, but I will reiterate the point here. Uh, like, I've always thought that my voice was pretty average. And I understand that that's just a function of hearing yourself, which you don't normally do. Uh, but I, I, like, I still maintain that people are probably more entertained uh, generally by my manner of speaking versus the actual texture of my voice. But who knows? Maybe maybe an ASMR uh, consent granted is is actually what people want. So uh, there's your there's your ringtone if you're one of those people. 
that, that that's a racket karma needs to get into now also the 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 this the, the, a soft voiced lady with an, with an aussie accent i bet would definitely trigger some asmr people and they'd be like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it certainly seems better than like a generically like American accent. I, I don't really feel like there are a lot of people uh, champing at the bit for American accent. It's so ubiquitous because of pop culture. Yes. Uh, so uh, that wraps up our uh, actual slate of questions. So I'll actually ask the uh, question in numerous of the week, which is, what are you looking forward to? Karma is looking forward to just painful silence and awkwardness. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> not going back to work. I know I'm not looking forward to that next year, but um, I'm I'm just looking forward to having a break. To be honest, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I'm getting a break. I'm on my Christmas break from work, but. I, because of what I'm doing, I'm not really getting a break. <laughs> you are so deep in the negative 48 weeds that, yeah, it's like you're going to need a vacation from your vacation when exactly. work picks back up for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, ho- I hope you get to take one. Treat, treat yourself, as the kids yeah. say. Yes. Well, you know, if it all ends real soon, then I might actually get a break. Yeah. Hopefully they just won't re-up their uh, Hyatt uh, and Airbnb rents and then they'll just have to scatter and that'll be that. It'll be a, <laughs> an interesting but forgettable footnote on the on the QAnon conspiracy uh, family tree. Yeah, so Karma is, uh, is, is looking forward to the end of the occupation of Dallas by Negative 48 and his crew. So, yeah. Uh, I'm excited, uh, weirdly, for a little thing that fans of QAnon and uh, fans of the Avengers of Hellworld, even including Mr. Mike Raines, can all agree on The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Last week, excited for Spider-Man. Saw that. It was a blast. Now, it's The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Time to time to get it done. And at some point, uh, I'm going to see if I could rope Mike Raines into going to a theatrical matrix experience we're going to be uh, like just flying defiantly in the face of the omicron variant to see people get pilled oh what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh uh yeah that the matrix is was what i'm looking forward to as well i i like this is i was talking to one of my friends who is an even bigger matrix fan than i am and we were just this this movie to me just has so many questions about it because the main question for me is what is this story going to be is it going to be a beat for beat retelling of the first movie cuz i mean it like the trailers kind of indicate that we're on a path similar to that and if they're not do and if they're doing that why did they get? Why did they not get Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving back in their roles? Like I, I saw, like something where like, it seemed like Lawrence was kind of like annoyed that he wasn't in this movie. But it, unless like, he is, that would be interesting. Uh, hey, I'm, I, I, that'd be. I, I hope. I hope that happens. I hope they get the fan service of seeing those guys. But like, it's just. It's, I, I just really wonder what the story is going to be. It would be. It's going to be very interesting to see how they play it. Uh, I wonder if this movie is going to be, uh, on, on the one hand, I would almost love for the movie to be like kind of self-contained, but on the other side, I kind of know how these movies operate now. So I feel like the ending is going to be kind of open-ended so we can do sequels, which was kind of where the matrix went off the rails aggressively last time. So 
I just, I'm, I'm, my curiosity is peaked. Like, I don't exactly know where my expectations are. They're probably somewhere between low to mid, but I want to, I, I, I want, I do want to see where it hits. I want to see where this lands. So, uh, after this podcast, uh, me and Elle are probably going to have to coordinate, uh, our viewing experience of this movie. So oh, yeah, gonna we're going to have to coordinate traveling through physical, physical space, maybe to do a little, Making of Italian motion, you know the one looking at you with the Italian motion (laughs) to signify slurping down some pasta the way of our forefathers. Yes. Uh Good stuff. Well, I'm I'm glad that we're both excited about the same thing. And I hope that Karma gets to be excited about some actual time off from the madness that is our world, which is hell world, which it is time (laughs) for us to leave uh, for this week. Uh, So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, big, tremendous thank you to Karma for being our wonderful guest host. So at this, the time of our shilling, the top of it, uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, any place people you would like to direct people to go, possibly to your personal uh, Twitter page? No, not really. I'm, I'm good. I think it's it's that time of the morning. Six, it, it's 6.40 a.m. here. I've been up for about five hours now. Um, so, so you know where I'm going to go and head to bed for a few hours. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, hey, th- that's the sort of humility you love to see in 2021, almost 2022. Uh, so thank you again, uh, Karma, for joining us for another episode of the show. Uh, and thank you, the people hearing these sweet, sweet audio ways for listening. Uh, uh, your support means the world to us. You can continue to support the show by uh, telling a friend or leaving a five-star review. Or if you have some money that you would like to throw our way, you can become a beautifuler baby by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where anyone who is uh, donating $5 or more per month gets access to a slate of bonus content that we are providing, uh, including wrapped up series such as Cabalin and The Foulest Deed, and ongoing series such as What We Do Out of Shadows, which is being recorded and dropped weekly as we speakly. So for $5 or more a month, you could become a beautifuler baby and enjoy that slate of bonus content, just like our heroic, beautiful, our babies for the week. So a special thank you to uh, Eric Hade Delver, who I hope uh, revealed a brainstorm or something else juicy when they flipped, and Aussie Skeptic. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining the Beautiful or Baby Club. That officially puts us at 70 of 69. We have completed our Patreon uh, goal for the end of the year. So that means that the crew will be getting together for another Adventures in Hellworld cross binge wordy episode where we will be watching Reno 911, The Hunt for QAnon, and uh, expressing our feelings about such a thing. So uh, look forward to that sometime in the new year. And thank you, everybody, very much for your support. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, we totally understand. If you'd like to do some good with it, you can give it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. And, uh, you know, the podcast officially ends, uh, officially endorses trying to put an end to those things. Just like always, I'd like to thank DJ Minimal Effort for our wonderful intro song. He still remains too cool for social media. Not too cool for social media is Frosty, the person who gave us our sweet, sweet content warning and is the voice of Q and all of our bumps. You can find them on Twitter at FrostyVO. If you can't get enough of myself and our buddy Sarge when we are together uh, yucking it up, you can listen to our spinoff podcast about all things pop media at BingeWordy, which you can find wherever podcasts are provided, and on Twitter, at BingeWordy, that's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I am Hellworld L, 
signing off for our incredible guest host. Uh, thank you once again to uh, Karma and for our wonderful expert in all things QAnon, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.